Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthie. Oh man, the audience is just very good looking today, as usual, Holden. Yeah, they are. They're beautiful. <laughs> we love them. <laughs> yes. They take after, of course, the, the co-hosts of this podcast. We're two devilishly handsome young men. Yes. In our of physical I, primes. Of which I cannot see the other one right now. Uh, he turned his video off, so. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe if one of us didn't have shoddy internet connection, Holden. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's hope we don't have any issues this week. Anyway, uh, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our reviews of uh, the 10th episode of Andor called One Way Out and also uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Very exciting, Holden. Let's dive right in. That one movie podcast. But first, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Let's talk about the news and trailers from the week. Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, Holden, trailers for this week. What do we got first? All right, so first off, we have The Whale. Um, which is the new A24 drama film from Darren Aronofsky. Uh, It's the one that's been getting a lot of buzz around the the film circuit just because of Brendan Fraser's kind of his comeback performance, apparently. Lots of Oscar buzz around it. Yeah, and all Um, the bees, too. Yes. yeah, All the bees that were on production. It was a a big hazard for the cast and crew. It really was, yeah. It did generate a lot of buzz, though. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Jimmy, um, what do you think of this short little trailer we got? Well, I mean, it just looks like a very serious drama, very human, beautifully shot. It's got the four by three aspect ratio, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, I guess what I expected from what I've heard about this movie. I'm just interested to see it. Uh, I'm excited to see Brendan Fraser's performance that has gotten so much buzz, as they say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give it a Broca, even though it's just a little glimpse. I don't really need to see any more than that, personally. So Yeah. Kind of like a, I saw there was a new Knives Out trailer. Mm-hmm. Knives Out, Glass Onion, whatever called it's called. Gla- Glass Onion and Knives Out mystery or whatever. It's like, I don't want to see another trailer for that. Like, I've, I already got the gist. I just want to see the rest of the movie now. So I'm going to yeah. I'm gonna give it a Broca, Holden. I'm excited to see it coming out, I think, in December. Yeah, December it's getting a theatrical release. Um, right. Yeah, I, I was the same way with that Knives Out, and there's also a new Pinocchio trailer and stuff. I'm like, I don't need to see. Like, those are movies I already want to see. I don't need to see any more of that. Well, I uh, don't want to see the new Pinocchio movie, and I did watch the trailer, and I'm like, <laughs> well, that looks much better than that Pinocchio movie I had to see for this podcast. Yeah, well, maybe we'll watch that one for the podcast as well, well i don't want to though i'm like can i watch it five years from now i just i don't <laughs> really like the story of pinocchio and now i have to watch it again holden why did you make us watch the disney plus version 
Why? Because you because you did not fight it at all. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> why? Why uh, did I acquiesce to those terms? Anyway, uh, the whale. My thoughts. Um, yeah, it al- also looks good. Um, I forget that Sadie Sink is in it, so that's cool. She's great in Stranger Things. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Kind of like what you said. I think this movie is is sold me on word of mouth alone. Um, and I think that's how it'll be for a lot of other people as well, just because of Brendan Fraser and whatnot. So I will give it also a Brokaw. Yes, very good. Sounds good, Holden. Other trailers uh, this week. Yeah, the other big trailer we got this week uh, was for John Wick Chapter 4, um, which curiously doesn't seem to be getting a subtitle I, of any sort. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, because the second one doesn't have a subtitle, does it? No, it doesn't. No, it goes Chapter 2. John Wick is it called Chapter Three? Parabellum? Yeah, I think it's Chapter Three, Parabellum, and then just Chapter Four. Because <laughs> I was like, I don't remember what it was called. I was like, I don't remember. I remember the trailer came out. I don't remember what it was called. So I watched the trailer, and nope, it's just John Wick Chapter Four. So interesting naming scheme going on here, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think I'm okay with it. Like Parabellum, it's kind of a weird name anyway, and this just makes it easier. Whatever. Get rid of all that <laughs> fancy schmancy Latin. Hmm? Yeah, we're here to see John Wick beat up some guys, and it looks like he is going to be doing that. Yes, Holden. This looks <laughs> fantastic. I mean, just <laughs> names alone. You got Donnie Yen, absolute legend, martial mm-hmm. artist and and actor. Um, of course, you know, you know, like he's got the Ip Man movies, but then like in US you may like recognize him from Rogue One. He's I am one with the force. The force is with me. Cheer it. Or Blade 2. Or Blade 2. <laughs> that movie I have not seen. Um, but he's just incredible. His stunt work throughout the years is fantastic. So I'm excited to see what he brings to the movie. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have uh, Bill Skarsgård, who just creeping up my favorite actors list. Yeah. He's fantastic. <laughs> I'm excited to see him in this. He seems to be like the main antagonist. So... Yeah, they they like to bring in these these weird uh, kind of skinny people just for the main antagonist roles in these <laughs> movies. I wonder if he'll actually do any fighting of any sort. I don't know. It seems like they're setting them up for some sort of duel. I hope mm-hmm. they don't kill him off this movie. I hope they like, you know, unless it's the last one or something. I don't know. How many of these are they it. making? I, th- I think they're at least making this and one other. So I don't know. I mean, I think- Keanu Reeves will not be able to do it forever. Yeah, I but I think he has said though as long as he can do it, he wants to keep making them. Yeah. So, um, of course you have Lawrence Fishburne returning. You have uh the actress who plays Tonks in Harry Potter and Osha the brand's <laughs> kind of helper, what? wildling helper in uh Game of Thrones. She's in this she's movie. In this? I didn't even notice her. <laughs> yeah, she's just I would only recognize her because I'm we're watching rewatching Game of Thrones. So I'm like, oh, oh okay. Um so she's in this gosh, I feel like other people were in this too. But. Uh, Clancy Brown. Yeah. Uh Mr. Krabs himself is in this. Very excited for him. He's always great. <laughs> He's really good at playing characters in uh live action that it, like you think are good at first and then just turn out to be evil. So I hope he does that again here. <laughs> Yeah, so so many people in this that I'm excited to see. And uh, I feel like, you know, having seen all of them just once, I thought they got better as they went. I know most people think the opposite, maybe. So, yeah, I I think two is my favorite. 
currently. So all right, I really liked three. The yeah, one three's good. I, I mean, I like all of them. So it's I mean whatever. <laughs> it's, so it's, Brokaw yeah. holding for me. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw as well. I like that it looks like Keanu Reeves has like a bulletproof suit or something that he's just using to block his face i think that's really funny because like was that what it was so i couldn't tell if it was that or if he was like blocking it with the sword it's like are they just well blocking there, but there's also the, the scene where he's like going up the stairs and he's like shooting at people um and he's doing the same thing so i think oh, it's okay. like i think it's supposed to be a bulletproof suit which is just really stupid if that's what it is <laughs> but i but i really like it I that's you know unsung hero of this franchise is I think the the lore and stuff is really stupid but just like incredibly entertaining I think like they they're just leaning into the absurdity of it all and I well, really that's, like that that's what I like too that's what I liked uh, about three mm-hmm. and I'm in two at the end of two when just everybody <laughs> is an assassin <laughs> in New York City um yeah so I'm excited for it Holden broke out from me. Yeah, Brokaw. Um, but yeah, um, I guess just since we talked about John Wick, I can quickly go over that there's some announcement about the John Wick spinoff this week, um, Ballerina, which is going to be starring Ana de Armas. We've talked about it on the podcast a little bit, like when mm-hmm. they announced it, but apparently both Ian McShane and uh, Keanu Reeves are apparently coming, like cast in it in some role, so cool <laughs> bergeron i guess yeah i'll give it a broca i like both of them um but i guess uh i somehow i forgot to write this down but i just remembered it but uh, we should talk about the sad news this week jimmy oh no holden um and that is that a couple days ago uh kevin conroy passed away i believe he was like age 66 um apparently he had been sick for a little bit um and i don't know if it's exactly been disclosed what he died of exactly but um he for those of you who are unaware kevin conroe is the voice of batman in the original animated series from the 90s and a lot of just projects since i mean he was with that whole uh connected universe with that series so he was in like the justice league series and stuff like that and um he was in the arkham games which with both both of us have played and really liked Mm -hmm. um and a lot of just other animated projects since then and he actually even played him once in live action uh in the cw like cross like uh what was it crisis on infinite earths yeah that sounds right um which i I never watched those shows, but I did watch a lot of the cameos they put in that, and I, I thought those were fun. But um, yeah, this is this is really sad, Jimmy. What do you what do you have to say? I think he was only like sixty six, too young. Mm-hmm. I say Kevin Conroy. I mean, a lot of times we we talk about these uh, celebrities who pass away, and it's like, well, you know, I don't really know that much about them. I just judging them on the career and stuff. Kevin Conroy, like just the impact that he's had on people just that I've encountered online. He he just Mm -hmm. seems like genuinely a great person Mm -hmm. who just loved playing Batman too. Yeah. Like they, (laughs) he is Batman to a lot of people, including me, like Mm -hmm. his Batman in the animated series and the, and the Arkham games, which is how I was really introduced to him or became aware that, you know, he is Kevin Conroy. Um, he is the definitive Batman for a lot of people, including myself. I think 
including you is that fair to say yeah he is my favorite batman it's kind of like i how mark hamill is also my favorite joker like Mm -hmm. i think both of them are just so iconic in their like animated portrayals of those characters yeah and and honestly even like when i think of voice actor the first person who came to my head was kevin conroy Mm-hmm. Um, he, the man is just a legend, seemed like an amazing person just from like all the, uh, all the stories that have come out, you know, before his death and now after his death, kind of all mm-hmm. these, uh, memories flooding in and these memorials of him, um, just really cool to see this man's impact on the world and just how he seemed to be just such a positive force for so yeah. many people and how he loved playing Batman, and he was really gosh darn good at it. And mm-hmm. it will be, no one will ever be able to fill that hole. No, um, yeah. And yeah. It, it was great seeing, like, a lot of the fellow voice actors, like, um, and Mark Mark Hamill came out and had a, like, tribute to him. Even uh, Clancy Brown, who we just talked about, he voiced Lex Luthor in the, the animated series stuff, and he was also a very iconic role in my head but he also came out and talked about it and it's it's just been very kind of heartwarming i guess to see all this um a lot of people talking about how great he was at like comic cons and stuff Mm -hmm. various conventions and meeting him and just this very nice guy it's great to hear and how he was just like hey we should make another arkham game (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like yes you should listen to him please um but yeah kevin conroy what a legend he played a legend to perfection really i think Mm -hmm. uh i will never forget his portrayal in the animated series and and the arkham games which i have played several times Mm -hmm. each um probably my favorite just game franchise and yeah, so uh, absolute two thumbs, two thumbs up, Tom. What is it, Thomas? Two thumbs, two thumbs up, up Brokaw. Thomas, two <laughs> thumbs up, Brokaw on the life and career for Kevin Conroy. Sixty six is way too young. I hope the man is, you know, resting in peace because yeah, way to go. What a legend. What a legacy. Glad that Kevin Conroy existed because he made the world a better place. Yeah, I will also give him and his career and his life and everything a Thomas two thumbs up Brokaw. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kevin Conroy. Uh, anyway, other news. Um, let's start with uh, Star Wars news here. Jimmy, got a couple things for Star Wars. Oh, boy, so last Star week, Wars knows. What? Star Wars news. That's yeah. There's not a couple good. things. <laughs> <laughs> so Jimmy, I, it was either last week or the week before we talked about a new Star Wars movie being made from Damon Lindelof. Correct? Canceled already? No. No. Okay. Uh, another <laughs> Star like, Wars wow. movie has been announced, Jimmy. <laughs> another one? <laughs> yeah. My another goodness. or another filmmaker has been confirmed to be working on a Star Wars movie. Uh, this one being Sean Levy, who directed our favorite film, Free Guy. Um, from last year, I think it was. Um, he is also he's he's worked on like Stranger Things and stuff before, uh, and I think he's making the new Deadpool. Um, but anyway, he is also now apparently making a Star Wars movie. Wow. Jimmy. I can't wait for Ryan Reynolds to be in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's immediately what I thought is because I think so. Sean Levy made Free Guy. I think he also directed the Adam Project, which came out earlier this year. So he's just like a big Ryan Reynolds. Aside from his work on Stranger Things, Ryan Reynolds is just in like everything he does. So can't wait for that. Look, I don't know what this movie's about. 
I hated the movie Free Guy. I've never <laughs> seen The Adam Project. And I think most of Stranger, Stranger Things is very good. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give benefit of the doubt here. Bergeron also quit announcing movies. Holy <laughs> smokes. I don't want to know there's a Star Wars movie coming out until there's a freaking trailer. See, I, I think at this point I'm on the other end where I want them to keep announcing projects. That way it's like a surprise which one they decide to pick up and actually use. <laughs> there are right? Vegas odds. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Um, Bergeron. But yeah, I think Bombadil I'll... quit announcing things. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'll give this all Bombadil too just because it is yet another project. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, other Star Wars news. That Acolyte series uh, got a casting update with a couple notable actors, one being uh, Carrie Ann Moss. Uh, you may know best from her work as Trinity in the Matrix films. Uh, sure. And also Daphne Keene, uh, who I best know as the little girl from Logan, uh, X24, okay. I believe her name is. She's also in like that His Dark Materials series on HBO, which I don't know if anyone actually watches. Is uh, Acolyte the High Republic one? I believe so, yes. Cool. Bergeron. Uh, I'll give it a broker. I like both of these actors. So, yeah, exciting. Um, Jimmy, have you ever played a Gears of War game? I have not, Holden. Okay. I actually have played the first three, um, and I really like those games. It's like, it's weird because it's kind of stereotyped as this big muscle-bound shooters franchise, but I think, like, the story and lore in it is actually really good. And especially after, if you get past the first game, it really fleshes out the characters and everything. So So you're saying I should dust off the old Xbox One and... Hook it up. Ah, I think you should. Yeah, they're fun. I the first one you might not be sold on. That's the only thing I'll say is because the story is pretty is pretty light in that one. But I, two and three, I think, really won me over. Um, good th- good thing is the first one is short. Anyway, Gears of War. Apparently, Netflix is making a movie, a live action film, as well as an adult animated series based on this franchise. Uh, they came to an agreement with the um, the company that makes Gears of War from Microsoft, the Coalition. Um, so, and other piece of this news, Dave Bautista wants to be in this really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if there is a person that you know, I don't, I haven't played it, but just my stereotype of a Gears of War character mm-hmm. is Dave Bautista. So that makes exactly. sense. Well, yeah. And so I think he, I think it was actually made into a DLC character for the multiplayer for one of the more recent ones or something. Cause there's this like commercial with him and the Gears of War armor and everything. But after this movie was announced, he like posted on Instagram a screenshot of him in that armor. And he's like, Netflix, I cannot make it any easier for you. <laughs> Like, let me be in this movie. <laughs> wow. Um, look, Netflix, they they got money. Apparently, they just want to burn, so why not? Bergeron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron since it's Netflix. I, I think a Gears of War movie could be good, but we'll see how their Bioshock movie goes. Good thing Netflix has never made a terrible video game to uh, movie slash TV show adaptation. I'm trying to think of what you're referring to. I'm, I'm referring to that Resident Evil series that everyone hates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was thinking The Witcher. I'm like, well, people do like The Witcher. Um, but I guess that's more based off the book series. Well, anyway. not anymore, Holden. Oh, yeah. 
Not anymore, unfortunately. Henry Cavill <laughs> never seemed to love it, apparently. <laughs> anyway, um, Jimmy, apparently Disney Plus is making a Indiana Jones TV show. Did you see this? I did. With a new character? New actor, I'm guessing? I don't think it... I don't at least the one I, the article I saw didn't really confirm like what it is if it's a prequel a spinoff or otherwise what exactly it is um but I assume it's with a new actor because I do not think Harrison Ford would live to make this series maybe it's with um uh oh gosh what's her name the actress that's going to be in the new one Phoebe Waller Phoebe Waller Bridge yeah maybe it yeah, will be maybe. her character or something uh wow disney take lucas disney's gonna make a tv show with one of their more lucrative properties incredible <laughs> what <Bergeron. a> surprise. <laughs> uh I, i'm gonna go bergeron we'll see uh let's see the new movie first let's see a trailer for the new movie holy smokes yeah for real i so i think i'm gonna go bergeron but i'm very cautious because i don't want this to be like like the new movie is like us a, a a backdoor pilot for it or something i want this movie to like be stand on its own and this be like either completely unrelated or be kind of like an afterthought or like something they thought of after writing the movie um, i hope it's just harrison ford still <laughs> bang. bang 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 walks around just says bang harrison, <laughs> harrison you don't need to say bang when the gun's <laughs> sorry i'll let me do that again bang um oh uh, harrison you did it again oh darn it <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, apparently Across the Spider-Verse, uh, which is coming out next year. Part uh, one. Dan- what? Part one. Yeah. Um, yeah, part one. Or No, because the second one is called Beyond the Spider-Verse, right? Did they change they, it? I think they changed it so it's Across the Spider-Verse and Beyond the Spider-Verse. Because I think we were talking about that when it came to Mission Impossible. That sounds right. right. Yeah, I think we were comparing it to Mission Impossible and how they should change the new names for those. Um Anyway, across the Spider Verse, uh, it's uh, Daniel Kaluuya has been cast as playing Spider Punk in it, uh, which we know probably best just as a costume from the Spider Man video game Spider Punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently, Spider Punk comes from a universe where Norman Osborn is president. Jimmy, do you like Daniel Kaluuya in this movie? Sure, why not? Daniel Kaluuya, great actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's a Brokaw for me. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man would be a punk if Norman Osborn was the president. I would. Yeah, he he would be very Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-establishment. You still don't Uh, understand, Norman. You're not my father. Don't try to mentor me. You failed, (laughs) Harry. I have a mohawk. I'm Spider-Punk. I think that. uh, Yeah, I want to see exactly what what Daniel Kaluuya is going to sound like. Exactly. Yes. Mm Um, Jimmy, apparently, so this is a kind of slight update on those HBO Max shenanigans from earlier in August or whatever. Uh, apparently, Scoob 2, that yeah. movie that got canceled. And they just a- made the rest of it still. Yeah, it, it is 100% completed, according to the director. <laughs> but apparently, it will still not be released, which I just cannot fathom why. Like... I mean, sure, it's not like I'm super eager to see a new movie based on a movie that I thought was not very good. But, like, if it's done, why not just drop that on HBO Max? Like, how would that hurt? Apparently, tax write-off thing, it just outweighs it, I guess. Um, I guess. 
I someone on Reddit said shit like this should just be illegal. <laughs> like you should just not be able to, allowed to just make something to not release it and then write it off on something. Like it's just it's really dumb. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess at least they paid the people to finish making it. I guess so the artists got to at least finish their vision and they but, got yeah. to see it. I mean, I think from my understanding, they got to watch it all done. Well, yeah, it's kind of like what they did with Batgirl, where they they showed what they had done to a lot of the crew, I think. Uh, so, but my understanding is they canceled it, like, months before it was finished and paid them to finish it. Oops. So, look, I mean, look, <laughs> like, I guess it, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I probably am. It's probably more nefarious than this. But, it, I mean, they assuming maybe they could have just canceled it and not let them finish it but maybe so at least they did get the opportunity to finish it and got paid to finish it but maybe it was for you know maybe it was illegal for them to just cancel it and not do it or there was some sort of financial incentive to actually pay them to finish it but i mean this is just what a what a stupid world we live in mm-hmm. <laughs> like where you can just pay people to make something that nobody ever sees yeah, yeah, it's just just what a waste. And I mean, I don't I'm sure there are passionate artists on this crew and everything, and so now their just product is never going to be seen. Yeah, I mean, from what it sounds like the article I saw and read, the director is like extremely proud of the movie. Okay. And um you know, for what what that means. But uh man, I hope uh, I hope that girl and Scoob get leaked. <laughs> yeah honestly like this is another this is a case of uh your (laughs) i think this applies kind of to your viral reddit post jimmy where i you know if there's no legal way to watch this i think they should just leak this uh, illegally and we would watch it (laughs) yeah they i mean obviously wouldn't it would have to be you could there would have to be no way you could connect it like as a intentional leak why warner rose Mm -hmm. but um yeah. Speaking of Holden, my comment ended up being the top one with over oh, wow. forty thousand upvotes on Ask Jeez. Reddit. So I'm like, that's like the one of the largest subreddits. So I got a little award. I'm like, that's it. I peaked. It's over. <laughs> it's all down here from here. I will Your never be more relevant in my life, Holden. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh anyway, Scoop Two being hundred percent done, Bombadil. Yes. Bombadil. Just release it. Just um, release the Scoob 2 Scoob cut. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't write down the director's name. Otherwise, uh, release his cut. That's what I would say. I would say, um, Zoic Scoob. <laughs> um, Jimmy, remember Wind River? Yes, I do. That Taylor Sheridan flick. The yes. third of the kind of anthology of... Yeah. Heller Highwater with Sicario and Wind River. Yeah. Yeah. Uh apparently they're making a sequel to it. Which seems really weird. Um it is uh titled Wind River the Next Chapter, which is a really dumb Oof. name. Oof. Really dumb name. I don't know, uh I don't 
I didn't see uh, what writer was attached if Taylor Sheridan is coming back for it or not. Um, but he is not directing. I believe he directed the first one. Um, he's too busy uh, making Yellowstone, Holden. He is. I always forget he's on Ye- the Yellowstone train right now. Um, but apparently Falcon and the Winter Soldier director Carrie Scogland is going to be directing it. Well, hey, I'm not excited for this. I'm going to go Bombadil. That name's terrible. Wind yeah, River, that- <laughs> the next chapter, Parabellum. That's awful. That is a terrible name. Like, I don't, like, I don't know. Like, Wind River isn't an iconic enough name. Like, just call it something else. Like, you could say it's a sequel to Wind River or something. Just give it a completely different title. Don't the next chapter, Wind a Wind River chapter. Yeah, a one. Wind River story. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty good. But no, um, yeah, terrible from name. the producer who made Yellowstone. I guess I always forget there was a Sicario sequel. I never did see it. Dia del Soldado. Yeah, it was okay. I don't think Taylor Sheridan had anything to do with it. I don't think so it, either. It was okay. Um, yeah, I'll give it a Bombadil. That's stupid. Wind River Two. Of yeah, um, I mean, I guess I would say make a sequel to Hell or High Water, but not enough of the main characters survived that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to say I who because I don't want to spoil it. But good might movie be a con- might be a controversial opinion. I think that's my favorite of the three. Oh man, Sicario is a banger. I got to rewatch them. Yeah, me too. Um. Anyway, Jimmy, I well, think that's Sicario had Denise. No, not Denise. Uh, Roger Deakins cinematography though. That's true. That's so. true. It was beautiful, and Denis Villeneuve directed it too. Yeah, and Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. Um, anyway, Jimmy, that's all I have for movie news this week. Uh, gaming news. The only thing I really saw was that apparently Remedy did officially confirm Control Two is in development for PlayStation yeah. Five and Xbox Series X and PC. So. Um. Yeah, and they're like co-creating it with another studio or something. Okay, I guess I didn't see that that bit. But yeah. um, you really liked Control. I was highly anticipating it, and I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know I wouldn't you know maybe I would replay it on the PS5 now that's sixty frames per second and stuff. But I'll go you know I'll go Brokaw because people really like that game. Yeah, I'll give it a Brokaw as well. I think they're still finishing up Alan Wake two, and that's coming out first. But um. The the only the issue with that PS5 one is that it's not a free upgrade. The all the control one? Yeah. Yeah, but it was um it was like a PS plus game of the month or so they like gave it out. So oh, was it? Oh. That must have been before I got PS plus. Or so I do not have it. P- I don't know. It I have it, I think. Okay. I could have sworn. It was a big controversy and then it was just like the PS plus game of the month and then everybody just shut up. <laughs> so it was like something like <laughs> they that. They just gave it away. <laughs> so I don't know, something. Um But yeah, um let's see. Uh there I know there was like a big Hogwarts legacy showcase thing. I watched part of it. Um there was like a full tour of Hogwarts. I didn't watch that just because I want to experience that myself when the game comes out. Um but they yeah. revealed some combat stuff which looks interesting and like i guess they showed the character creator stuff and man i hope that game is good it's coming out in like february already so Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's sneaking up i um 
I didn't really I, did, I guess I didn't even know there was a full showcase the only thing I saw was like an article that talked about how apparently the character creator is pretty expansive so yeah there was like a that, there's a whole like cool. 46 minute showcase you can watch online okay I might check that out but yeah I don't want to watch the ex- exploration of Hogwarts I want to experience that yeah but yeah that's cool very cool I give it a broca I say I hope that game is good Cool. I'll I'll refrain from saying uh, from ranking it because I uh, did not watch it. So okay, very good, Holden. Let's talk about Andor then, huh? Yeah, let's do Andor. All right, full spoilers for uh, the tenth episode of Andor, titled "One Way Out." One way out. <laughs> um, As you said, Holden, so, there's really two ways out. Yeah, there there are two ways out. Uh, so that's a lie. But dying, um, death. yeah. If you death if is you, the other way out. <laughs> if you um, <laughs> haven't watched or if you haven't watched this yet, you can skip ahead using the time codes to our non-spoiler for Black Panther: Wakanda yes. Forever. Otherwise, Jimmy, in the description, as always. Yeah, it's in the description. If you're like, I don't want to hear these guys talk at all, then why are you listen to the podcast? Yeah, it's kind of weird. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Jimmy, uh, yet another banger episode from this show. Yes, right. <laughs> Unbelievable. But I just like this has to be the best Star Wars thing Disney's made, right? I mean, it's not yeah. done, but right, like. Is that uh, too is that too big of a kind of accolade to give it at this point? I don't think so. I mean, unless it really it really stumbles in the last two episodes here, I think it's going to be pretty safe to to give it that award because I mean, as much as Force Awakens is fun, it is pretty safe and does, you know, take a lot from A New Hope as has been pointed out countless times and I I think we both enjoy The Last Jedi, but that movie is also has quite a few issues to mm-hmm. it um, and then the rise of skywalker is just horrible <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty terrible and then even with the show i mean especially with the shows i guess the only one that would really compare is like mando um but that is a lot more inconsistent than this so yeah i mean i haven't seen the other tales of the jedi yet i just have only seen that first episode that was fine but I've heard the other like, five are good. People well, like season seven of Clone Wars. The ver- the last four episodes of that are, are bangers, too. You haven't even gotten there, have you, Holden? No, I, I haven't watched Clone Wars in, in quite a while. I you stopped right before it got good, watch the last four of the episodes. Just come on. Just do it. <laughs> they are really, like, legitimately very good, too. Okay. Um, I but this has got to be the most consistently good thing, and it's only gotten better. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just it it's it's been great. This was the you know the escape episode. We were wondering, is it going to be this episode? Is it going to be the next episode? Well, it's this one, and it like we were talking about it when we went to Wakanda Forever. We had dinner before, and we were just talking about like the realism of the escape and how just like messy and mm-hmm. you know. So what's the shoddy it is you know um just very grounded in terms of just like people fumbling and it's just what do you yeah, do there's... and these guards are just picking them off like you know fish in a barrel but they're just outnumber them and 
we get the payoff of him trying to file away that one pipe mm-hmm. the water i was like is that just gonna fry them all <laughs> uh, oh it's gonna short circuit everything makes sense um yeah which I, I thought i was initially when he was yeah when he was flooding it i was like what is this accomplishing exactly and i was i wasn't sure if like maybe somehow the water would would keep them safe from the floor or something but no short circuiting it smart like it yeah and just yeah all the, the that whole sequence is is fantastic and i mean you we get some more of just uh um gosh why am i blank andy circus's characters just like kind of do we want to do this do we not want to do this until it's like yeah we, this is it like we either die or we get out of here mm-hmm. sort of deal and um committing to that and kind of doing his pep talk for five two d or whatever their group is called mm-hmm. um which again just this whole narkina five facility has been incredibly interesting i think and creative yeah it has um and yeah it pays off that most a lot of the um officers in this facility don't have weapons which of course once they short circuit the floor and everything makes it all the easier for them um, aside from the ones that are, you know, shooting at them in the, in the room. Um, but I, I think one of my favorite, <laughs> weirdly, one of my favorite parts of the escape is like how long it takes Andor to like stumble his way up to the, the upper <laughs> part of yeah. the, of the room. Cause it just felt like, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, you know, slipping and falling cause he, his hands are covered in water and stuff. And I mean, he's not like the most agile person in the world and it felt very like like a i mean almost climbing a mountain i guess just in terms of difficulty um even though even with the you know the lift being short-circuited or stuck i guess and all of that yeah and i mean they had set up that other guy who was going to try to do it with them and he just dies <laughs> you're mm-hmm. like oh gosh yeah. um and it is like you're right there if he notices you climbing up you're just toast mm-hmm um, but once they take him out and they have control of that area and they are able to shut everything down, it's all hands on deck charging. And then, uh, of course the, you know, they storm their way up to the like control center of the entire operation. And Andy Circus gives that whole speech. I just was kept waiting for something terrible to go wrong during that <laughs> sequence. In well, yeah, because I mean, it's it just seems so weird that they managed to take it so easily that office. But I mean, like I mentioned, they're clearly overconfident in their own technology with the floor and everything that they just don't even bother with, like keeping a heavy security on everything and keeping weapons handy. Yeah, and Andor just kills another guy in just cold blood. Mm-hmm. Like turn it <laughs> off. Just shoots that guy. I'll turn it off. <laughs> just like the dry humor of that, or just dark humor of that. Really great I mentioned, stuff. The whole the whole escape. What were you gonna say, Holden? Uh, I mentioned to you that uh, I felt it was. If this was a movie, I feel like it, there would have been a, a little cheer from the audience when uh, Andor makes them go. The officers go on program. Yeah, it's just like the the pacing of the scene and everything. It felt very satisfying. It's like sin- it's like Han Solo knowing that there's a trash compactor mm-hmm. in Star Killer Base. It's like, all right, a little little taste of your own medicine here. <laughs> um, all of that was great. Everybody escaping, just the entire sequence. Like like we talked about, just how 
true it felt. It didn't feel like this aggrandized sequence. It was like, this is what would have happened in yeah. this scenario. You even have like the officers just cowering away in that other room trying to barricade the door so the prisoners don't kill them. Like it's just that's exactly what I would do if I was an imperial. I'm like I'm not dying to try to stop all these people. I'm no yeah. way. Like, um, well, and yeah. I like how as they free more and more people, it gets easier too. Because then they just have increased numbers, and they they all get blasters at those kind of security stations. And so the more the bigger their numbers, the easier it gets. Less people end up dying. It just looked good too. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just the whole facility seemed very real. The geography of everything, you could tell what was going on. I loved some of the shots, like uh, the shot of all the, when they're in the control room, you can see all the dots heading towards the center. Oh, yeah. That was cool. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, cool. when they're finally, like, jumping out into the water, just was like, I don't know, it just was cool. And, you know, the whole, <laughs> this whole buildup and Andy Circus can't swim. It's like all of that, and he can't swim. Yeah, which it makes sense that like he was like so on board with everything. Because I mean, how are they to know like exactly that there's only that way out or whatever? Like he, it kind of seems to catch him off guard that there's like no other way off this place other than jumping off and swimming. So it was just kind of heartbreaking that he came along with it and now can't properly escape. Yeah. Um. You know, that if that is the conclusion to that, and I'm fine with that. You know, the ambiguity mm-hmm. of what happens to him. Uh, or if they come back to it, that that will be fine, too. If we see him and his head is on a spike or something and the Imperials are coming after Andor for this prison break and all that, mm-hmm. I'm fine with that, too. Either way, they could leave it open-ended. They could come back to it. Um, I could not believe Andy Serkis did not die <laughs> during the <laughs> sequence. And I'm glad yeah, he didn't because that would have been so predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, the shot where the aerial view and you can see the complex itself looks like the Imperial logo and mm-hmm. then everybody swimming away. That was just a cool shot. It was. Yeah. And it's <laughs> it's not entirely clear like how long they have to swim. I'm just like, geez, like it could be quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing a lot of them died. Yeah, and I hope they I hope they address that. I hope they're just like, yeah, just bunch of them did not make it. Mm-hmm. I, there could be like some line of imperial dialogue that, oh yeah, there was a break, but almost all the prisoners died in the waters and stuff, and maybe there's some creatures out there. Oh yeah, we get them some fish monsters. You know, like yeah, that could have been a little bit of cool action. You know, maybe you know, maybe you land on a raft and Sauron's there. You never yeah. know what's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, when you jump into the water like that, but you know, so cool stuff. Um, really great. The whole prison break stuff, and that's not even the only stuff in this episode. We briefly get a little uh, taste of Mon Mothma. Mm-hmm throughout this and she meets with that uh banker guy from her from child law or whatever they're from sure yeah and uh he's like you know what we can do this for free except i want to introduce our kids she's like what (laughs) um i love the fact that mon mothma was kind of just forced to marry her husband and she seems Mm -hmm. pretty bitter about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
she's she like, doesn't I want, am she, not going to put my daughter through that. Exactly. Yeah, she's she doesn't want her, her daughter to have the life that she's had. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that was pretty interesting. And I feel like I feel like she's going to have to go through with it. Like, I think but, she is, too. Like which sucks. Yeah. But, it also explains why there's a daughter character. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what is she, like, that's, oh, okay, that's the point of this character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just, again, it's like, oh, it's it literally like Game of Thrones stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, I was about to say, it reminds me very Game of Thrones move there. Just yeah. always people trying to marry each other for power or whatever. So very, very interesting stuff. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Um and how Mount Mothma's character continues. Um, but I was like, man, the, the prison break, it's so great. You get that shot. I like so much momentum. I thought that's where the episode was going to end. And then it cuts to Luthen. You're like, wow, I, you know, they had so much momentum. They don't want to lose it. And uh, <laughs> boy, they did not. Because that Luthen scene, the end, uh, was very impactful as well, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had mentioned to you, uh, thursday night that i had felt like we hadn't gotten a ton of luthan in the last few episodes and i was actually thinking about that going into this episode like i mean we get glimpses of him but for someone you know as big as stellan skarsgård it's felt like we haven't really spent a lot of time with him aside from the first few episodes um but yeah here we get he gets a nice old monologue um yeah well it's just yeah, the just find we find out that one of the officers who is kind of in the the Dendra Miro circle, mm-hmm. the and Kyburn, whatever his character's <laughs> name is, the ISB. Uh, yeah, the ISB, that kind of circle. We find out that one of the officers there in the middle of that ring uh, is a mole for the rebellion, and he's been there for like six years. He has mm-hmm. a kid, and his whole career is just like this lie and he's just has to put on this mask every day mm-hmm. and they he's like directly responsible for these rebellion the, like rebels dying mm-hmm. like luthen gives him information to feed to the empire to help them hunt down rebels so his so he can get promoted and provide them more information in return mhm and then he's got this information of like these 50 people are going to die. He's like, well, we got to stop them. And Luthen's, you know, like, well, if we stop them, then they'll be onto us. They'll know mm-hmm. there's a mole and that'll compromise you. And all these, it's like, he's trapped him because it's like, you know, yeah, all these people are going to die, but think of all the people who have died to get you to where you're at. Like, mm-hmm. then we got to start all the way over and you're like invaluable to us. And, he basically has taken this guy's life away from him. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I was telling you, it's a very much like, like uh, in World of War Two when Alan Tur- Turing, uh, they decoded the German Nazi uh, code with the, the Enigma machine and all that. Um, and they had to like decide who they were going to let die and who they were going to save because they didn't want the the Nazis to be onto them, which is just very, very intriguing and compelling to think about. And the moral ambiguity of all that, you could mm-hmm. debate about it for days upon end. So all this nuance to these characters 
It's like, oh my gosh, I'm reveling in the gray characters in this show, Holden. Finally, finally. It's not just like one or two characters either. It's like all the characters. Yeah, pretty much everyone is is really solid, no matter how big or small their role. It's pretty impressive. And I just want to give a shout out. This show has looked really good. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's been a point where the effects have not looked really good. Yeah, no, the production values behind it, their their reliance on practical stuff, I think, has really been to their benefit. They save their special their CGI budget for just a few big spectacles here and there. Um, but mostly it's it's pretty just in-camera stuff. I think a lot of these are just sets they build and everything. It doesn't look green screen or um, in the, the weird thing that the Mandalorian The, the volume. In. Yeah, the volume. <laughs> um, yeah, it's not like where the Mandalorian's like, well, that clearly is the line where the real stuff ends and the volume begins mm-hmm. now that our eyes are kind of trained to it. And I still think that looks good. I mean, relative to what we had previously and the technology we had previously, but this show just looks better. It just yeah. does. And uh, the effort they put into that is paying off because it's just incredibly immersive. Um they are like every facet of this show has been fantastic. Mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have many complaints for this show so far. I'd need to rack my brain if I can think of any, honestly. But maybe like the s- second episode is not super interesting. Yeah, it, it's like a slow that's start. It. <laughs> like that's it, I think. <laughs> Yeah, it's I. There's been at least a couple people I've talked to that have, like watched the first couple and just been like, "I'm not into this." I'm like, "Just wait." Like, I feel like if you watch the third episode, you might get into it. Yeah, and I I would just say yeah, it's gotten better. Um, but you know that because you've listened, you've watched all of them, the people listening to them. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to recommend it to you because ideally, you guys are watching it already. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Uh, do you have anything else about this, Jimmy? No, I don't think so, Holden. On uh, just another banger episode. I don't know where the last two episodes are going. I'm guessing it's just the Imperials are gonna come back with a vengeance. Yeah. And but- and um Dedra Miro's gonna lose her mind and she's I think she's just gonna succumb and be like, All right, Cyril, whatever your name is, this is the last straw. They're not doing this maybe you know maybe she gets shut down rejected and she's get kicks off her you know kicked off her high horse and now she kind of can relate to cyril and then they team up or something like that yeah yeah i'm that way i kind of at this point especially since neither of them were very present in this episode at all my guess is their team up might be like how this season ends it might be like part of the cliffhanger or something we'll see um, but I'm excited to see the Empire just come back with a vengeance. Yeah. Let's hope it sticks the landing on these last two episodes of this season. Yeah. Send the TIE fighters in after them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, as as much as I've loved the slow burn stuff so far, like, if they decided to go all out for these last two episodes, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. And I would be super into it. So. But, I mean, we've already had two just... Ten, well, three tentpole episodes, I'd say. Episode three, six, and now ten have mm-hmm. been great. So what the last two episodes hold, 
I'm just excited, and this show has been really good, and I'm trying to be, you know, <laughs> an evangelist for it. I'm like, please watch this. Please. Tell, let Disney know this is what we want to see. Yeah, everyone who I, who I refer this to has just been... Um has been like what why why are you saying a star wars show is really good like <laughs> they never have been <laughs> um but what a what a year in television it has been mm-hmm. from you know peacemaker at the beginning all the way you know better call Saul, the boys house, house of, of the, the dragon. dragon we'll overlook obi-wan kenobi and now this <laughs> so just great Good stuff. Looking forward to what 2023 has to bring to. And looking forward to these last two episodes. But Holden, I'd say it's time to talk about Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I agree. Let's dive into our non-spoiler review. All right. uh, Non-spoilers for uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, obviously, this is the newest MCU film, uh, the sequel to the hit, the 2018 hit Black Panther, uh, both movies directed by Ryan Coogler. Um, this one, uh, obviously, just context, if somehow you are unaware, even though we talk about it, we've maybe, talked about it. Maybe this is far times. into the future, someone's listening to this. It's the year 2077. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, if you are. <laughs> Everybody, they're making their third adaptation of our biopic. Yeah, <laughs> pouring back through the archives. Um. Anyway, so I mean, context for this. Um. Obviously, Chadwick Boseman passed away a couple years ago now. At this point, um, um, he was he played T'Challa, the Black Panther, in the first movie and the other MCU films up to this point. And um, apparently, like Ryan Coogler, who I think also wrote this, um, he had like the full script written, like for the next movie. Um, I think this movie was supposed to come out a year or two ago, like if it had gone all according to plan. Um, But then Chadwick Boseman passed away and Marvel respectfully decided not to recast him. uh, And so that just threw a wrench and his plans and everything and they had to just write around it and figure out the best way to make a sequel to a movie where the main character is uh is no longer with us unfortunately um but yeah um i guess do we have a do you have like a synopsis yeah i'll pull one up real quick i'll pull one up real quick um black panther wakanda forever here's the synopsis we have on google Queen Ramonda, Shuri, M'Baku, Okoye, and the Dora Milaji fight to protect their nation from intervening world powers in the wake of King T'Challa's death. As the Wakandans strive to embrace their next chapter, the heroes must band together with Nakia and Everett Ross to forge a new path for their beloved kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems accurate. Um, Jimmy, what were your thoughts on this movie? Okay. Well, first off, Holden, this movie is two hours and 40 minutes long. (laughs) And I was tired and we saw it on a school night. So my opinion might be a little bit skewed, but I thought this movie starts off very interestingly. And I I would say the the first act, I think, is the best one, in my opinion. And I think the second act of this movie is 
boring. <laughs> I, had, I don't know what to say. Like, I just did. And the third act, I thought, was just kind of, okay, it's the MCU big fight time now. And I yeah. just, I just, it, this movie didn't do it for me. I thought it was fine. I, you know, I do think that like, I, I didn't have any major gripes with it. I just thought it was just kind of uninteresting is my biggest one. I really liked the cultures, especially mm-hmm. at the beginning. We get to really see the Wakandan culture and this kind of funeral ser- service they have for T'Challa, which is just really cool in terms mm-hmm. of the costume design and the production. And that was really cool to see. And um, getting to see um, the uh, I don't I don't remember the name of the other group. What's the other group called in this movie? Um, um, oh, I uh, I don't know. I mean, they're basically Atlanteans. Yeah, but. they're Atlanteans, but instead of Greek culture, it's Mesoamerican mm. uh, Mayan influence. There, that was really cool too, and I just. I don't know. I thought the villain was kind of lame, honestly. I, I I don't know. I just, I thought the whole, it just, I don't, I, it just wasn't that, it just wasn't interesting to me very much. And, um, which was a bummer because I, I thought the characters, like there were some nice character moments. I like how they developed Shuri in the film. She's like the new main character, obviously, if you've been looking at the promotional stuff. But mm-hmm. I just thought the action wasn't, but outside of the first act, I just thought the action wasn't that compelling, and I didn't think the story was that compelling. And I thought it, and it could be just I was tired. It could be MCU fatigue. But I, this movie just was fine to me. wasn't I, wasn't as good as the original, in my opinion. See, for me, I think it's about on par. Um, I think there's some things this movie does um, a lot better. Um, I think there's some movies that the fir- there's some things the first film does a lot better. Um, I think one of the the one the things I do have issues with over uh, compared to the first one is the villain. Um, I think um, I don't I don't necessarily dislike Namor as or Namor. I think they pronounce I think it in the movie. Namor. I think they said Namor. I thought they said. I thought he called himself Namor. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, Regardless, I, I think traditionally in comics it's been Namor, so I'll just say that. Um, anyway, um, I don't necessarily dislike his character. I think he's all right. Maybe slightly above average for Marvel villains. Not that that's saying much because most of them aren't very good. Um, but I mean, compared to the first film's villain which you have Killmonger, Michael B. Jordan. Um, he's fantastic in that movie. Yeah. And I leads into kind of another issue I have with this compared to the first one. And that's that I feel like the themes were just like more biting in that first one. I feel like they, they had a lot more to say than this one does. Cause that first one deals with a lot with like, the black experience in America and just in a lot of Western culture and stuff. And, um, you know, should Wakanda be helping out those who are less fortunate than them in other countries and stuff. And it felt very like modern and and very serious for like a Marvel movie, um, which I think is one of the reasons why people like Killmonger so much is because that's kind of what he represents. Um, And it was our introduction to this world. And yeah, that too, that too. 
Um, in this one, it's it, I think it handles like the themes of grief pretty well, um, which obviously you would hope it would since T'Challa is such a big in his passing is such a big part of this movie. And I think that aspect is done pretty well. But other than that, there's just like like weird themes of like revenge and kind of vague stuff like that. And it didn't really feel like it was as focused in that That's regard where I'm as the at. first one or the first film was. I felt like, especially the second act, it was just like fumbling around and like, okay, like I just, there was, I didn't feel like a drive forward Mm -hmm. momentum. I just was like, okay, now this, now everybody's sad about this. Now we see a little bit of this. Now we see Mm -hmm. a little bit of that. It's like, okay, but this is not, there's no momentum here. We're not moving forward really. Yeah. And I would agree. I think the second act is the weakest part. Um, I, I like I like the ideas presented in the third act to some degree um, without spoiling anything, but I just don't think like surprisingly considering the runtime, I don't think they were given the proper time to like f- be fleshed out in it. Um, Cause I think the second act is like way longer than the other acts in this movie. And so you get to the third act and there is some interesting stuff there, but I don't know. Like, By I that feel like time, just... I was falling asleep, so I could have just missed all of it. <laughs> that could be. That could I be. was like falling asleep during the big battle at the end. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> the old one's going to just have to tell me what happened. <laughs> um, which uh, it's, a, it's a bummer, right? Because you would hope that the movie would be I just that the first act I was like on the edge of my seat like hey let's go this is great and then I just was like okay now what's going on okay okay now we're here now we're there and now I just don't really care anymore and now this all this stuff is happening you lost me mm-hmm. so sorry yeah. anything else you want to add to that Holden uh I do want to say um the things that I think this does better, and I think I can cover this without spoiling anything. First of all, visually, I think this movie looks like 10 times better than that first movie, <laughs> um, especially upon rewatching it. Um, that first movie, I think the um, w- the worst part is probably the visuals. The CG, even at the time, was not very convincing in a lot of ways, especially in the last battle and everything. And um so I think here, I don't think there was a moment where I did, where I wasn't convinced by it. I mean, maybe not on like the Andor level or anything, because that uses a lot more practical stuff. But I still think like a lot of Marvel's visual budget went here for the year. I still um, think some of it did not look very good, though. Really? In Wakanda. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. I, I can't. I, you asked me now. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But there were parts. I was like, yeah, this, you know, doesn't look great. I d- I guess I didn't have that moment, so it didn't really bother me. And um, I guess it's <laughs> maybe it's just because it's the less or it's slightly better than the first one. But uh, you mentioned the action not being that engaging. I think it is better than the first one at least because I think the first one's action is. Um, pretty unengaging for the most part because that one establishes the <laughs> i think the worst part of one of the worst parts about that first movie is it establishes the black panther suit which is basically just this invincible power armor like mm. there there is no harm that can come to that suit so there's like no weight to anything and i just felt like um the 
action itself was not filmed the most interestingly and not that it's particularly interesting here i think it's just a little better and i also think like the fact that we um we don't have t'challa here um with his black panther armor it kind of helps there be a little bit more weight to things i don't know that's where i'm at all right um i do think the score is still very good Mm -hmm. um i think it was it was maybe not quite as good as the one in the first movie but was that win an oscar i think so um ludwig Göransson did both and yeah i think the that first movie i think that one has the benefit of uh killmonger's theme which i think is the best song in the movie which kind of incorporates like the the wakanda sounds with like more like trap beats and i think that's like a really like unique sound for that movie um but this i think was still very solid here there were a few tracks that i was kind of remembering but um yeah, I don't know. Uh, I guess we didn't really mention like the performances in this. I think are all across the board really good. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I there think was so. any. Yeah, even if you, you know you weren't sold on Namor or anything, I think he did good. And this was one of his. I think this is his first Hollywood role. One of his first movie roles in general. So he apparently learned how to swim for this movie. I saw something about that. Oh, so interesting. Um. Yeah, all very good. Yeah, that's um, where I think I'm at with this one. I just thought, yeah, I thought it was fine, uh, which yeah, was I, disappointing because I thought it was going to be better than that. Yeah, um, like I said, I think it's about on par with the first one for me, um, just in general. Maybe slightly lesser, but I don't know. I think both movies I would give a six about. Okay. So. Wow. I have not seen the original since it was in theaters, so four years ago. Sure. But, uh, yeah, should we dive into spoilers, Holden? Yeah, uh, I th- yeah, I think that's good. Let's do that. All right. Spoiler time for Black Panther Wakanda Forever starts now. All right. Um, so... Spoilers for Black Panther. Um, All right, Holden, what was the end of the movie? <laughs> I'm just, what happened in the big fight? Because I honestly don't even remember. I just well, remember Cuckoo Khan Namor gets his, he gets uh, Wakanda forever and the jet burns him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Did they yeah, establish gets, that beforehand that she says Wakanda forever and the jets turn on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's uh, voice activated. There was something about it. Yeah. I can't remember exactly where it was, but yeah. Um, yeah, um, so I guess there's the big fight on the boat. Um, and you have M'Baku, Okoye, all of them. They're, they're fighting Iron Hearts there with her suit, which looks okay. I, I'm i not like in love with this look of that suit, but I am kind of happy that it's not just like an Iron Man suit. It's a little bit different. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, at least they're going for a more unique look with that. Um, trying to separate her a little bit. Um, but yeah, there's just a big fight on the boat. Um, it's fine. Uh, that part's not the most interesting. Um, Shuri gets Namor up in the jet, which has these heaters in it to dry him out, which, um, yeah, that's cool. Makes sense. Takes him over to the desert 
fights him there smart i i think i like that aspect just because the plan kind of makes sense from that angle um and her fight against him was fine i guess it was i mean a one-on-one duel it honestly reminded me a lot of uh the end of spider-man no way home when spider-man fights green goblin oh yeah (laughs) just because there's especially because it's it's kind of just the short little duel where namor gets some good hits in he gets some or she gets some good hits in um and it ends with her almost killing him um so i it kind of from that i guess a dark character angle reminded me of spider-man no way home but it was fine um I don't have oh I guess there there's one point where Namor says Imperious Rex. He just like says that randomly. He's like Imperious Rex. And in my mind I'm like what? <laughs> like why did you say that? Um but apparently that's like his catchphrase in the comics. And apparently the comics have never given a good explanation as to why he says it. So then I guess they just don't give an explanation in this movie why he says it. So then fan service. There you go. For all of you Namor fans, he said the Imperious Rex thing. Yes. So whatever. Um, so I'll tell you what's something I did. like. I liked Okoye in this movie. I thought mm-hmm. she, I thought she was fun. I thought she was like, okay, I'm with Shuri. We're, we had to get this, this college student or whatever who made this, um vibranium detector and we gotta you know we gotta find her and she's like the fish out of water and i thought that dynamic was fun yeah yeah that whole trip was was a lot of fun and then her getting stripped of her rank and everything i yeah she's she's been an unsung hero ever since she was introduced i think in the first black panther movie whenever she's popped up in like infinity war and whatnot since then she's she's always been great so Mm -hmm. um yeah, I like her character a lot. And I like her kind of um, struggle with tradition versus innovation and all of that. Um, yeah. With, with Shuri's technology and stuff. Um, I felt cool. like they were contractually obligated to include Martin Freeman in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I was, I was like, the- why is he here? Yeah, he yeah, he's in here for basically no reason. Like I guess he helps a little bit at the beginning, but it doesn't seem like it's anything they couldn't do on their own. Like I mean, I like Martin Freeman. He's great. And I think he's really good in that first movie too. I think he's kind of a nice little uh point of view character when he gets to Wakanda and uh, he's just completely <laughs> dumbfounded on all this technology and everything. But yeah, he is completely useless in this and then they shove in julia louis dreyfus's character um as well who they're apparently married which was unnecessary Aren't they divorced <laughs> now or something i don't know yeah yeah, yeah. and they're then divorced. Yeah, that was like i and that was all in the second act and i'm like what are we what are we doing that was <laughs> that reveal when she mentions that they were married there were like people in the audience who gasped and i'm like who cares like <laughs> This is a character. I like. Uh, sure, if you like Martin Freeman's character, that's fine. He was, like I said, he was entertaining in Black Panther. But this other character, she has yet to do anything really. She's just been, uh, like a post-credit scene character who pops up, and she's kind of, kind of sinister, but kind of witty, I guess, or whatever. Who cares? It's Julia Louis Dreyfus. You know her from Seinfeld. She's Elaine. Yeah. Um, 
whatever you know she'll be in thunderbolts maybe she'll justify her uh, her existence in that but i have yet to be sold on that character and her ungodly long name whatever yeah i i felt like ironheart was a weird part of this movie too i forgot she was in it this that's the part where it's like i i feel like this movie would have been better if it wasn't in the mcu where it's like, okay, we got to have Ironheart. We have to introduce the character Ironheart. So let's write her in. And she's this college student. And now we got to establish her suit and stuff. Okay. And we have Martin Freeman. Now we want Julia Louis-Dreyfus in this. So we have to have them go do something. And I think it just kind of bogged it down rather than mm-hmm. this focused thing. Because I think it would have been more interesting if it was just Namor was the, you know, the antagonist. thing. they could just focus on him and developing him. Mm-hmm. and give that time to him and Shuri and take out all this excess stuff and then you don't have to have a 2 hour 40 minute movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it it's I agree. I think Ironheart was one of the weirder inclusions for me because I mean, yeah, she has a, a spot I guess in the story that's written, but I think you could easily just like have it not be her, just have it be someone else, and then well, it just felt like all right, Ryan Coogler, you have to include Ironheart in your script somewhere. Mm-hmm. Is what it felt like. Yeah, which well, I'm sure is what it was. Yeah, which is like, well, why? Why can't we just tell a story? Yeah. <laughs> um, what else about this movie? Um, oh, I was gonna qu- say, I thought the the whole introduction of the gosh i what are they called namor's people what is that place uh, called i'll look it up <laughs> um you can but when talking. they attack the boat i thought that was great that was like scary yeah that was it like was when really... they're deep underwater looking mm-hmm. looking at the vibranium deposit or whatever i, I thought it was great i think in general the their society the way their society seems to work even though it's wasn't like the main focus or anything it works for me better than like atlantis in the dceu because i don't know this this feels like i don't know it just felt more i don't want to say realistic because they're underwater fish people but like <laughs> i like how they ride around on like whales and stuff and like their their culture just seemed really more unique i guess because i guess i guess what i should say is atlantis in the DCEU and like Aquaman, it just feels like Wakanda, but underwater, which I think is what they were going for. Like, I think Atlantis is basically the DC's Wakanda, which is fine. But I think this kind of separates itself a bit more from that. Um, Cause as you said, it, it takes in a lot more of that Mayan um, Mesoamerican culture into it. And I kind of like, there's like a, weird makeshift sun underwater and it's just this the weird buildings they live in it was kind of cool mm-hmm. um i'm still trying to find what they're called <laughs> the uh, the other people who have the vibranium yeah exactly uh talu talukan 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 or talukan i don't know i don't know um, his backstory was interesting. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just I thought his powers were kind of lame. Him flying around with his little wings looked kind of silly. It, it was kind of silly looking. <laughs> I will say, um, uh, one thing I'll give it about him is at least it's not just like 
an evil Black Panther. That or something. True. Um, even though, I mean, like I said, I do overall like Killmonger as a villain better. I just like that movie does devolve at the end to just a a yellow Black Panther versus a purple Black Panther. Like it's, it's kind of lame. Um, so it's a little bit different here. I think that's the one leg up I'll give Namor over, over, uh, Killmonger. Um, speaking of which, we didn't even mention that Killmonger is in this movie. Yeah. Um, in that flash in the when Shuri takes the uh, heart shaped flower and goes to the ancestral plane instead of seeing her mom or seeing T'Challa or whoever she instead sees Killmonger which I wasn't expecting honestly no, I it is interesting it's cool yeah um because I I mean I was fully expecting it to be her mom since there was never really any like closure between them or anything I was like okay well that would make sense you know they get to talk to each other in this little afterlife scenario and I was almost certain they weren't going to try to pull a T'Challa because I think that would just be terrible yeah (laughs) the worst um but yeah it being Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger was was pretty cool um and it I mean, it, that's where it kind of introduces her, like, want for revenge and whatever, because that's kind of what he starts to press upon her, that, you know, he thinks all of the kings of the royal family of Wakanda has been too weak in the past and not getting what they want and stuff. And so, but I just, it seemed kind of thrown in there, like, at least in terms of her just suddenly wanting, like, hardcore revenge on him. Like I said, that was kind of the thing I mentioned in non-spoilers, that I feel like if that had been more spread out throughout the movie, maybe it would have been more interesting. Because um, it didn't even feel like immediately after her his, her mom's death that she was, like, wanting revenge. It just kind of felt like after that talk with Killmonger. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, we we can talk about the the end. How? Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, is it I the post credit? What is it? Okay, it's the post credit, right? Mid credit. She meets. T'Challa mm-hmm. has a son. Yeah, I kind of want. I guess I kind of want to mention that in conjunction with the opening scene because I think both of those are pretty good because it it's kind of bookends the movie with I think a very respectful way to send off T'Challa. Um, the, I guess the I'll s- start with the opening. In the opening, it's very like frantic in the lab, Shuri trying to figure out a way to cure him, and that's where it introduces the artificial heart-shaped herb and all of that. Um, and it's all done with like no music, which I think is really great. Because it's all just like beeping and a lot of people yelling and it feels very frantic. A lot of it is done in like one take too. Like it, it feels very urgent. Even though we don't see any any of T'Challa or anyone by his side or anything, like we we feel the weight of what's happening. And obviously, like in real life, we know what is going to happen. And it's kind of just like this dread. Like we feel the dread in the scene, knowing what's coming. Mm-hmm. So honest, that honestly might be my favorite scene in the movie. Now that I'm talking my way through it, is the opening. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I felt I was like, okay, that's how they explained it. Yeah, that's I. Um, I didn't really feel anything. I was like, okay, that's okay. They just established it. Sure, that's how they did it. All right. 
Um, I thought it was. I mean, it made sense. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was safe to do it that way. I think, which is yeah. completely fine. Yeah, probably it's, a good it's, idea. And <laughs> I was more intrigued by like kind of his send off afterward and the whole funerary stuff and the the costuming and the his sarcophagus. Yeah, <laughs> and that was, was really cool. that was all great too. That was all great. Yeah, there. Clearly, it's it's a culture that does more of a, a celebration of life versus like what we do with our funerals and stuff. And so it's like the funeral itself is fairly upbeat aside from, you know, his, his family and close friends who are more in close mourning. But um, yeah, that, like you said, just adds another layer to their culture makes it more interesting. Um, the end I thought was, it's okay. He's got a kid. And then like, it's like very clear that it's his kid. And then the kid's like, Yes, I am Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa, the Black Panther. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, we did the thing where we just say what's obviously happening out loud through dialogue <laughs> for all, yeah, it, for everyone in the audience. I'm like, okay, do we really need to have that? Like, people with brain cells have put it together by now. Yeah, it was a weird blemish on what I thought was an otherwise pretty good scene. Because, um, yeah, you do have, even before the credits, you have Shuri showing up in Haiti and burning the the funeral robe, which had been, you know, built up to earlier in the movie. Um, and, yeah, I I mean, cool. T'Challa has a son. His name's Whatever. Toussaint. I'm like, he's Toussaint. He's from Haiti. Nice. Yeah. Little historical uh, reference there. But... Yeah, I kind of agree. It's was, it was just kind of hammering you over the head. Um, cute kid. Cool. Yeah. We'll s- maybe he'll be in other movies. Maybe he won't. Um, maybe, yep. Great. M'Baku, I guess, is now king of Wakanda. He challenges for it. Cool. I thought, I, honestly, I thought he was underused in this movie. Cause I he do was, too. He was a really entertaining part of that first movie. And he was even in, like, Infinity War. And he was pretty good in that. Um but yeah, I was kind of surprised because I thought he was one of the more breakout characters from that first movie. People seemed to really like him and they didn't use him a ton here. Yeah. So. I think I've said everything I'm going to say about this movie, Holden. How about you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, I guess I mean, we didn't directly mention it, but Shuri being the Black Panther. Um, yeah, who would have guessed? <laughs> <laughs> We were talking, we talked about that with the last trailer that came out, um, just how they were keeping it a secret, but like, I mean, you know who it's going to be. I mean, she's front and center on all of the marketing and the poster and everything. Like, there's no way it's not going to be her. Yep. I, um, other, only other thing I'll say is I did like how they incorporated her sound gauntlets onto the suit. I was like, okay, that's cool. Incorporate her other weapon that she's used in the other movies into the Black Panther suit. But that's all I'll say. Nice. All right, sweet. Then, Holden, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy. Uh, this week, um, what did I watch? I'm trying to remember. Um, well, last night, I guess, I um, decided, you know, it's a nice Saturday night, so no better time to spend than to spend 
the evening watching 12 years a slave (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen it how was it it was it was fantastic it was really good i it was kind of just it was something where me and my roommate we were um just sitting there we were wanting to watch a movie and for some reason like we were flipping through and they mentioned uh, we passed 12 years of slave and they're like i'd actually be like down to watch that right now and i said actually i would too <laughs> you know what why not it if I, like i never something? it's a depressing movie i'm never usually in the mood to watch many depressing movies so if i'm weirdly in the mood why not might as well make the most of it um and it I was i did that with schindler's list so Oh, really? Okay. Well, I had read... I was reading two Holocaust books in college at the same time in two different classes. I'm like, well, it's never going to be more impactful than it is right now. Exactly, yeah. Was it? Is it on a streaming service? It's on HBO Max. HBO Max, nice. Um, and it is fantastic. Um, it's depressing. Uh, it is, the ending is, like, really sad. <laughs> it's, it's just, I mean... I almost everyone knows what this movie is and what it entails and everything and so you you get a sense for it. I it is surprisingly star-studded. I didn't like there are so many famous people in this movie. And if you do watch it, I'm not going to spoil like who all is in it cuz there were several times where I was like you're in this movie? Like what? <laughs> and I think that was I mean that was probably the biggest surprise of the movie for me. Um I think I think Lupita Nyong'o won an Oscar for that because that was like the movie that put her on the map. Sounds um, right. It was she, a, like 2012? Yeah, something like that. Picture? And she is very good in it. Honestly, I mean, all the performances are fantastic. It is a brutal movie, a very beautiful from a, a cinematic standpoint movie. Um, it is kind of hard to watch, but I think it is a movie that everyone should check out. Um, at some point whether you actually enjoy the experience or not but yeah it is a very solid movie so um then on like the flip side in terms of cinematic importance i watched uh wanted (laughs) (laughs) i have not seen it either yeah from like 2008 um forgot that it stars james mcavoy um i remembered angelina jolie being in it it is an insane movie the um curve the bullet under- yeah the bullet curving that's like the thing that everyone knows from it and that is like a, just a weird thing that happens in the movie but this movie especially the first like 30 minutes or so is like all of the action scenes that are in it are just like the most hyperactive wild like weird things it's like i don't know how to describe it it feels it's very heavily stylized and so at first i was like okay you know what if nothing else the action scenes are going to be very entertaining but there is like a big chunk in the second act and even beginning of the third act where there was just like nothing happening so it was like very entertaining at the beginning it kind of got to that point at the end again but i was like in the middle i was like so bored with this movie and yeah i don't know uh chris pratt is in it i wow i <laughs> didn't was realize that thing I was- what i said i did not realize that no i didn't either um he's just kind of the side character in it but it was very weird um yeah that was another case of just picking something random it's not a movie i ever really planned on watching um i think earlier this week i watched the finding francis nathan for you finale Mm -hmm. uh which i really did like that was very interesting a very unique 
character study of just this this random guy <laughs> an interesting back way to when end we the created microsoft yeah <laughs> and it was I, it was weird like there were like plot twists even though it was like real life it was just like whenever nathan would find out something interesting it was treated like a plot twist and so that was an intriguing part but yeah i liked it a lot you gonna um, watch the rehearsal now I will. Um, I kind of, once Kevin Conroy passed, I mentioned it to you and I was about to bring it up, but I started watching more Batman the Animated Series because uh, like a year or so ago, I was heavily, I was like planning on watching through the whole thing and then I think I just like stopped. So now I'm just resuming. I was over halfway done. I think I just got caught up in another show or something. So I might finish that now. Um, even though I've seen it all before, but it's very good. Um, aside from that, oh, Atlanta finished this week with a very interesting finale. And I don't think I would have it any other way that it ended the way it does. Because the show is just weird. It does have a through line plot, um, but the characters are by, by far the more important part. Because it ends in kind of a weird spot, but I think it's very fitting for where it ends. I It's... I think more people should watch this show. Like, I know people do, but I don't know, like, anyone personally who watches it. And it's, I mean, it's done now. And I think it ends on a very solid note. So, Jimmy, you should watch it. Yeah, I've been, I've, I've been wanting to watch it. What is it even on? FX? Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, it's, it's FX. I think my so Hulu, Hulu is expiring. <laughs> so, <laughs> um,. But yeah, aside from that, I did watch a little bit more Succession finally, and still very solid. Um, but I think that's oh, and video games obviously. Uh, we got God of War this week, Jimmy. Oh yeah, Ragnarok uh, is here. God of War Ragnarok. Bought it day one. Um, I'm a little bit farther in it than Jimmy, so I won't spoil anything. But um, it is really good so far. Um, there are certain things I like more about the first one. We'll do a review of this at some point, so we'll get into it. Yeah. But um, do you still agree so, that the the new menu is worse? It is worse. I'm getting used to it, but yeah. it is worse. Why did they change the menu? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it was so solid in the first one, and they just had to screw it up. I I don't know why. Um, but. Yeah, you're you're coming up at a point in the game that is very interesting, Jimmy. I didn't, okay. I wasn't expecting it, so I'm going to be interested cool. to see, hear your thoughts on it. Very um, good. I'm excited. But, yeah, I think that's it for me, Jimmy. What about you? What have you been doing? Like you said, God of War Ragnarok. Just got about four hours in so far, so okay. chipping away. Uh, we'll see when I can get a pocket of time to do that. Thanksgiving break is coming up, so that'll be fun. Um, otherwise, Holden, uh, continued to chip away as well at the Dahmer show. I'm on this, the penultimate episode, Holden. So should finish that this week. I've just been doing it while I've been working out. Um, and, um, I watched an episode of Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated with Emily, who's been watching it on <laughs> HBO Max. And it's actually very entertaining. It's I like I've the heard series that- from like 2010 ish. 
Yeah, I've like I've heard that one's pretty good. I've thought about watching it. It was funny. Like there there was a lot of like commentary and like Fred was dealing with like his toxic masculinity and having feelings <laughs> and stuff. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Shaggy and Scooby were in like a love triangle thing happening. Okay. <laughs> it was it was funny. And the animation with style is pretty cool too. Okay. Um cool. <laughs> but I, I just she was just watching it, so I just watched an episode with her and it was entertained thoroughly we've been watching game of thrones we're about halfway through season five um of that re-watching that and i think that is everything holden so i will let you take us home cool um yeah so next week crap I need, <laughs> what, what are we doing next week next week um, is it um oh gosh i had it on the top of my head I feel like it was a trailer we saw during the Black Panther. <laughs> I was like, Here. oh, that's oh the, uh, next the menu. Is it the menu? I think so. So, yeah. yeah, the menu. I don't think. Oh, Bones and All is also coming out. I don't know if that's coming out here. Um, Fableman's, I think, is out in select theaters. I don't think it's out in all theaters yet, though. Um, so, yeah, it'll probably be the menu next week. So. That's exciting. That movie looks very cool. Very cool. Um, But yeah, and then we'll also do the second to last episode of Andor. Um, But yeah, if you want to leave us a request, you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes or by emailing us at tompodcast at gmail.com or by donating to our Patreon. Jimmy, I think that's it. Awesome. Until next time, adios, pantalones. Love you. That one movie podcast. <laughs> 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 <laughs>